Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to Within Her Soul podcast. We are so glad you've joined us today. You know what? I'm excited about today's episode because we're talking about something that has really made a huge impact on my life and different seasons of my life when I've really just been confused about like what the Lord wanted me to do, what the heck God's doing in and through my life. You know, what am I supposed to do with my life? I know these are questions that so many of us ask ourselves regularly, um, or even questions like, am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right path? Am I supposed to be in this career? You know, am I supposed to be dating this person or marrying this person or having babies yet? Do I need, you know, we just are always asking ourselves these questions. And so I'm excited to tell you today that there are some key lessons that we have been able to take from the Bible um, to apply to these situations to where we can have much more clarity in um, knowing God's will for our life, much more clarity in knowing that we're walking on his path for us and fulfilling his will through our life ultimately. So yeah, we're going to hop right into it. Yeah. And before we get into those certain ways, I just want to say, I feel like when I first started walking with Jesus, my first thing was, Lord, I just want to give you my life. I was just like, it's yours. But then once you start to really create that relationship with God, you're like, Lord, I want to please you. I want to make sure I'm aligned in your will. And of course our human nature is to start like, oh no, am I doing this right? Kind of like Sid said, like, is this the right path? Am I doing this right? Would this please God with this or my people pleasing? Like, what is it? And we start getting so caught up. And I think sometimes God looks at us and he's like, Oh, sweet child. Like it's okay. You know, I've given you principles. And so we, we do have some of those principles that are going to help you be able to take a deep breath, look at whatever situation you're going through and apply these to this or that situation and really feel at peace that you are walking in God's will and you are you know, being God pleasing. And so I just wanted to also make a side note that this is not like a one and done deal. You will consistently have to kind of work at this in a way where even now knowing some things in my life where I'm like, oh yeah, this is all God's will. There's other times in my life where I still do question and I just have to lean on him daily. That's something that I've told myself is just taking it day by day not worrying too much about it, not feeling like I have to have all the answers right away because God's will will start to reveal itself to you. It will show you that um, you can have peace in his word and, and making those decisions. And so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of clarify that this isn't a one-time thing and that this is something you can use literally for any decision you make from here on out. Yeah, that's so true, Joe. And like, it's funny how you said, um, you know, like we want to give our life to the Lord, but then sometimes we'll go back and we'll second guess and like, Oh God, like, am I sure that I'm on the right path? And like, I've been through those seasons in my life, you know, like some of these principles that we're going to talk about today, I have, you know, I really feel like I've grasped in my life in the past and really like live by them. And then there's seasons, even still, when I get back in that kind of mindset of like, God, am I doing the right thing? Like, and you start to get anxious about it. 
But so I'm personally glad that we're, you know, going back over these things again today because I need the reminder. So yeah, same, same. Yeah. So basically, okay. And what we're giving you today, some of this has come from a study called Experiencing God. It's by Henry and Richard Blackaby and Claude King. Okay. Now this study has been around forever. It's so good. I highly recommend it. We can put maybe a link in the description for y'all if you want to check it out. It's a long study, super in depth, but it's so good. And so they mention these four different ways that you can know that you're in the will of God. And so, yeah, we're just going to go through those today, the four different ways. So I'll go ahead and tell you them. And then me and Joe are going to kind of break them down and explain them to you. But number one is your circumstances in your life will align. Number two is, you know, that you're in the will of God through your personal prayer with him. Number three is by seeking wise counsel, having your wise counsel pray over your situation, um, people in your church that you can trust. And then, you know, uh, listening to what they feel like they've heard from the Lord. And then the fourth thing is whatever you're doing, if it's in the will of God, it's going to align with his word. So just kind of going back up to the top, to the very first one, you know, if you are in the will of God, your circumstances will align. Before we hopped on the podcast, Joe was kind of asking me like, can you give me an example of this? And I was like, okay, so an example that I can think of off the top of my head is say that you just all of a sudden decide, I want to start a nonprofit ministry. I want to start a nonprofit ministry. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go get it set up and I'm going to do the thing, right? Well, that might be a good idea. That might be a great, wonderful blessing, but has God opened the doors to make that happen? Has God led you to the people, you know, has God, has he brought those people into your life that need that ministry? And so I'll just actually go ahead on with this same example really quick. You know, if I want to start that nonprofit ministry, have I prayed over it? Have I sought out wise counsel who prayed over it for me? And is what I'm wanting to do, does it align with his word? Yeah. So instead of me just randomly, oh, I think that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it. Say that you want to go back to school. Say you're like, It's been on your mind to go back to school for nursing. Let's say that. Okay. That's a big commitment, right? Big financial commitment, big time commitment. We need to make sure that we're in the will of God before we just get in our car and go up to the campus and apply for nursing school and get started. Right. So we've got to make sure that like, okay, have I taken time to pray over this? Like sincerely prayed over it. And then like, am I still feeling on my heart that the Lord wants me to do this? Have I sought wise counsel over this? Are my motives for wanting to do this? Do they align with, with his word? And has he opened the doors for that to happen? Yeah. And just to go alongside of that too, with the circumstances, when we do things, because God does give us ideas. God does give us desires of our heart. God does do these things that help us see what we could be doing to expand his kingdom. But I think it's super easy to just get those ideas and go act on it without really looking at has everything aligned to where this is the door I walk through now. Sometimes we just start walking through doors and y'all, we walk right back out of them so fast because we took our own control over it. And like, there's so many times where I've started business adventures. I've, you know, thought about moving places. Like I also, I don't know why this was the first one that came to my mind with that is like when someone wants to move, you don't just have like a couple that's like, we're going to move to Kentucky. Bye. And they don't tell anyone there's no house there. There's no jobs there yet. The circumstances have not aligned just yet 
to make that move. Now, there are some times where God does move you, you know, but you'll know when the circumstances align because there's peace around it. And that's something I've learned a lot is whenever you're in the, the will of God, there's peace that surrounds the circumstances you're in, even if it's a little uncomfortable, because these times will be uncomfortable because it's different. But this one definitely, I think, helps when you are in prayer, you're in wise counsel, and you're reading your word. So I definitely feel like those other three points go really well with asking yourself if those circumstances align. Um, Okay, so the second one, prayer. So this is something for me personally. I felt like when I really was getting in this headspace of making sure I was in the will of God, prayer didn't really seem like something I needed to do. And I'll just be really honest. And I think it's because when I prayed, it was really just like, Lord, this is what I'm asking for. I was really just kind of asking for these things. I never really prayed if it was your will. Show me if it's your will. Give me the guidance in this area. It was really just like, Lord, this is what I want. And that was a very like, uh, I don't like to use the word immature as a insult. I say it isn't like a premature walk in my faith. And so with prayer, I just want you guys to know that when you are praying over this big decision, pray with confidence. So, you know, say, Lord, give me the confidence in this area. Give me the character traits that I need in order to fulfill whatever big decision that you want for me. Give me clear signs that this is where you want me. Like prayer is really just a conversation with God. And so it's, it's definitely not just something like of an ATM where we just request things from him, but it's something where he can really teach you through prayer. And I will say, One of the best things about prayer is that whenever I've prayed for signs in my life, um, it's not like, Lord, let this tree fall over if you want me to go back to school, you know, like, but it's, it's saying like, (laughs) but it's saying like, Lord, I've, I've prayed, speak to me in my dreams, you know, give me a dream of confirmation of what you want and Lord, or Lord, um, y'all he's done it. Like he's spoken to me in dreams before. And I wake up and I'm like, God is real. God is real. God is so cool. And like, and sometimes he won't, like I said, you don't have to like put this so to the test, but prayer is literally direct access to God's love for you and to have that relationship with him. So do not undermine prayer and also praying very specific prayers. One of my favorite things someone's prayed over me is that God cares about the littlest things in your life, the tiniest things, even like a test that you're taking at school, pray about it, pray over it. Literally any baby decision that you think might be too small for God to even care about, he does care about it. So definitely be in prayer. Absolutely. And if you're ever in doubt and you like have a decision to make and you're like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do it, if I'm not supposed to do it, just pray, God. If you want me to pursue this, if you want me to do this, open the doors, let it all work out. Continue putting like a good piece of like peaceful feel. Not, I don't, I hate to even use the word feelings because we shouldn't base things off of our feelings, but like continue giving me peace about it. Yeah. Lord, in the other light, you know, if this is not something that you want me to do, drop a boulder on it. Like I use those exact words, drop a boulder on it, like squash it. And he will. Like there's been three times in my life when he's literally just like, like completely shut things down. I'm like, thank you. Yep. And there's also times and even just being your friend through life where he's like completely opened up all these avenues and doors for you. And you're like, where one, where are these people coming from? Where are these conversations coming from y'all? We've, I've had people come up to me in church and say, God said this. And I'm like, "I, I prayed for that last night. So, okay. Like it's, it's overwhelming, but it's really cool when 
you put your faith in that prayer and know that you are, that's a conversation with God. He, he does show up and he hears you. He hears every prayer. Absolutely. And the last thing I'll add to that is, you know, I talk about this a lot, I feel like, but something I always pray is Lord align my desires with your desires for me. Yeah. That's just such a simple prayer to pray. So, so good. Moving on to the next one. Um, seeking wise counsel. Like this is huge. We see all throughout the Bible, you know, people seeking older or wiser people, or, you know, even just people who are farther along in their journey. So like a good example of this is Paul to Timothy. Paul was basically like Timothy's, um, mentor. He discipled Timothy. Right. And so like, we see just these examples in the Bible of, um, people learning from people who far, who are farther along in their faith journey. Um, and so definitely like, not that you need to, you know, share things with everyone, but having that, those like one or two wise people who, you know, you can ask for their advice and you know, they're going to give you godly feedback with your best interest at heart, but also that they'll pray for you. And then ask them to share with you what they're feeling like the Lord is telling them. And then if that aligns with what you feel like you're getting from prayer, as well as your circumstances, and it aligns with his word, (laughs) you're in good shape. Well, I think something that's super important about wise counsel, I didn't really start practicing having wise counsel in my life till probably this past year or two. And coming together with the person that you're considering your wise counsel, they are spiritually advanced than you. That's what wise counsel means. And I'm going to say this pretty bluntly. That does, that means you're not going and asking your best friend that you love very dearly. And they're really close to you for counsel if they're not spiritually advanced than you. And so with wise counsel, I feel like these are people in your church. These are people that you find your spiritual leaders in because God, sometimes it's not that like a decision has to be right or wrong, or if it's just the right timing. And when you're really confiding in wise counsel, sometimes God gives that to those people right then and there. The ones who are really in tuned and are like considered those spiritually advanced people, they'll know right away. And sometimes they don't, but they can be in prayer with you. That way you're not making decisions on your own. You should never make be making these big, big decisions all on your own because coming together, there's, there's power in that. And you guys can be in prayer over that together. Then the last one is it aligns with his word. Um, this one for sure, y'all, the Bible is literally a constitution. It has everything you need to live by and how to live and how to love and what God's promises are for your life and how to really experience life to the fullest. And I know it, it's kind of perceived sometimes of just a confusing book of rules, but it is truly a living word. And whenever you are coming up against a situation where you're like, Lord, is this who I should marry? Let's go there. Well, it says in first Corinthians, the characteristic traits of someone we should marry. Um, They have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. I'm missing one. Either way, patience, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, gentleness, Goodness. I think I maybe missed goodness either way, but there's, there's these principles that are in the Bible for you, you know? And so sometimes we're over here running with our heads cut off all of this stress and worry. And God's like, here you go. I've given you scripture. I've it's already in here, you know? And so there are some things already in the Bible, but I will say too, with the Bible being the living word, there has been times where I've, I mean, this happens to me golly, at least a couple times a week where I'm like, Lord, I need you right now. 
I'll open my Bible or I'll open my devotional or I'll open up my daily study. And it's like, bam, right there. Everything that the Lord needed to speak to me in that moment is literally right in front of me. And it's scripture I've read a hundred times. And it's like, oh, that scripture means something completely different in this season. So don't keep your Bibles closed during those seasons where you don't know what kind of decisions to make. And you might have no idea where to start. You're like, I don't know what scriptures I'm even supposed to be reading, but pray, pray before you open your Bible and say, Lord, help me Um, seek that wise counsel to say, is there any scriptures I should be reading right now in this season that will help me get through this? Um, And I promise you, like God will really truly work through his word, even if you feel like you already know the word, because that's something I struggled with. I'm like, I've already read this. I've already read first Corinthians. You know, I already know what that says, but there's different times where I've read it, where I'm like, I did not see that the last time I read that, you know, I did not see it in that light. And so it really is truly a living word that gives you guidance and um, provision in those times where you're really questioning if you're doing the quote unquote right thing or in his will. Yeah. I just wanted to add, you know, like there's things in our life. I feel like a lot of times that um, we're tempted to do and a lot of times we can justify those things and we can say, oh, well, you know, the Bible was written how many years ago, 2000 years ago, you know, things were different back then it's 2022, you know, it's like, no, God never changes yesterday, today, tomorrow, forever. He's always the same. So his word is always the same because the word is God. That is his living, breathing word. And so we can't, we can't justify our actions if they don't align with his word. And so I just think that's something that, you know, is a hard truth that I have to accept a lot of times is like, you know, like knowing like, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> like yeah. I am wrong and I'm not, I can't justify my sin um, and try to make it fit into the Bible when it just doesn't. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I, I think when you're, at least for me, whenever I was really in the in-between with my walk with Jesus, I justified all of my sin because I didn't want to be wrong. We live in our self-righteousness before Jesus. And then when I felt like I really met Jesus and he like, you have to meet Jesus first. Conviction doesn't come right away. Y'all like we already have so many episodes on this, but I just want to say like conviction does not come right away. So there's things in your life that you might be doing right now that you don't think are wrong, but just be prepared that Jesus will work in you. And like me cutting out secular music, never in my life what I thought I'd be saying I'd never listen to secular music, me waiting till marriage and choosing not to, you know, move in with Corey before we get married. Never in my life did I think that I would be in that state, but it, I met Jesus first and he convicted me later. So I think that's what we're trying to say is the word is truth. And if you're looking for truth, that's where you should be going first and foremost. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to hop into our soul scriptures for the day. And the first one we have is Matthew 6, 33. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. And Jordan made a really good point earlier that this, you know, this verse is so applicable to what we're talking about because we've really got to pay attention to the part that says, but seek first his kingdom. Um, you know, am I seeking, and we talked about this on our part one of this series, but am I seeking what's best for me and what I want to do? And God, what do you want me to do with my life? Or am I seeking first Lord, what do you, what is your will? What do you want to do through my life? Mm, That's good. 
The next one is Luke 9, 23. And it says, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. And it's also to say, like dissecting this verse, it says they had to deny themselves first and take up their cross daily and then follow him. So it's just a reminder that it's really hard to fall. And I want to say this super lightly, but it's really hard to follow Christ and still be filled of yourself at the same time. It's difficult. And that's why this scripture says you must deny yourself first to follow me because God will call you out of yourself to follow him and to expand his kingdom. And so it's just a reminder to walk in God's will. You really have to say no to the flesh to sin to, and like, we're going to be sinful forever, unfortunately, because we're human and we, we are in that, uh, I I hate saying we're going to be sinful forever. So I was trying to say that a better way, but we're always going to have the temptation to give into our flesh. Yes, exactly. What Sid said. And so it's just a reminder though, that we must deny ourselves daily. It literally says daily, meaning this is not a one-time thing. He didn't say, deny yourself and take up your cross at once and follow me. It wasn't one time. It was daily. So it's just a reminder that it's okay. If we mess up in this area, if we don't deny flesh, if we do live in our sinful ways, like it's though acknowledging that repenting for that and continuing to follow him and being able to trust that you're in his will by really surrendering yourself to him. So this next scripture actually really goes into what we were talking about living as the word says and how to know we're living in the way that God wants us to live. And so in Ephesians 5, 15 through 20, it says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so really this scripture is just reminding us what kind of character to have, how to to handle uh, certain situations in life, but be filled with the spirit speaking encouragement with one another, praising each other and praising Jesus and being thankful for what God's doing in our life. And I think this even goes up to what we were saying with Matthew 6, 33, but first seek his kingdom. First praise Jesus. First praise him. First see him as truly this, this, uh, uh, what's like not supernatural, but it is, but like in all of him, like being in awe of him first and everything else just follows in line. And so if you really are looking just to kind of ask yourself, like, what kind of character do I need to have? Like Ephesians 5, 15 through 20 is a really good scripture to kind of go back to and ask yourself, am I wise or unwise? You know, do I drink to get drunk or do I drink in the way that the Bible showed people drinking? Am I filled with the Holy spirit and praising people? Or am I judging and criticizing people in group settings? You know, just it's, we're not perfect. And this is not pointing fingers. This is just something that you can definitely be praying between you and God. Yes, absolutely. And then, so the last scripture that we have is John five nineteen, 
I love this. It says, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does, the son does also. And so basically this is Jesus saying like, I only do what the father tells me to do. And obviously I don't think any of us can, can be that on this side of heaven because Jesus was fully God um, and fully man at the same time. But I do think that's a great example and something we can constantly be striving after is like, Lord, I only want to do what you tell me to do. Um, because if I'm only doing what you tell me to do, then I'm always going to, you know, (laughs) I'm always going to be in your perfect will. Like it's always going to turn out good. You know, I want to say too, really quickly, I, and I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but yeah. And I think I can say this boldly. I feel like every time I haven't been in God's will, I've known, like, it's been really obvious to me when I'm not in God's will, like it felt like there was just complete chaos and I had tons of anxiousness and worry and it didn't feel aligned, you know? And so I don't know, I don't know if that helps or not, but I think like to kind of wrap this up and just knowing these decisions, it's like, I really do believe there is a sense of peace and provision and guidance when you are in God's will. And not to say that Satan doesn't try to stop that peace because he is the destroyer of happiness and peace. But when you really are connected to Jesus and to God, and you're really surrendering all the decisions you have to make on a day-to-day basis, I do believe there is some peace with the decisions that you make. And there is this spirit that kind of fulfills at least my body when I know I'm not where I'm supposed to be, or I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, especially in my convictions. When I act the way I'm not supposed to act, when I say things that I'm not supposed to say, it's like, Jesus speaks to me instantly. And he's like, no, like, let's try that again. You know? And I'm like, Oh no. Okay. You're right. I did this wrong, but that's the grace of Jesus. And that he loves us so much that he, he wants us to live like the father. He wants that for us. Cause he knows there's true contentment in that. Yep. I agree with that for sure. So for our soul assignment for y'all today, um, we want to encourage you to just like take out a piece of paper and write down the four different ways that you can be aligned in the will of God which we talked about are through your circumstances aligning prayer, wise counsel, and then his word, it aligns with his word. And so, um, when you're coming up against something that you aren't sure, you know, is from God or, you know, is, is in his will, then ask yourself these four questions. Do my circumstances align? Have I prayed over this? Like sincerely prayed. And sometimes it takes a long time of praying over something. (laughs) Sometimes it can take years, (laughs) Um, you know, have I spoken with wise counsel and do I find this in scripture? Does this align with God's word? Um, And just have that piece of paper ready to go. Like anytime that you don't know the answer, you don't know if this is God's will for you. You don't know if you're supposed to do this. You don't know what the answer um, or what decision you you need to make those things. And I want to add this too. If you feel like you're in a season where you do need prayer, like And I don't know, I wouldn't maybe even consider us wise counsel in this sense, but in the sense of like, I want to be in prayer with someone else, feel free to DM us on Instagram. We get DMs all the time for prayer. You would not be out of the ordinary for that. So like, if you need prayer for something and just want someone to also be in prayer with you, please reach out to us. It could be, you know, as small as a job interview or as big as marital problems, you know, like we won't have all the answers, but we most definitely can be 
partnering with you in prayer for that. And I know we both would be willing to do that as well. So yeah. absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to close this out in prayer. And we're just so thankful you guys tuned in this week. Dearly Father, Lord, first and foremost, we just thank you. Thank you for this listener. Thank you um, for this podcast that you allow us to just know you more and to deep dive into the mysteries of you. And Lord, we're in awe of you, um, of your goodness and your grace. And so Lord, I just pray over the individual is listening to this and over me and Sydney. And we just ask that you continue, um, to just guide us in our life. We ask for that provision because we do want to align our lives in your perfect will. And Lord, whatever your will is, Lord, we surrender our life to that. And we know that you love us so much that your will will always be better than ours. And so Lord, if there's just anyone listening to this that is struggling um, in convictions and what next decision to make, one, I just ask for you just to bring peace down and for them to remember that you are a good father and that you care for them, but also that there is no need to worry because you already have taken care of it and that you already have that perfect plan aligned. And so Lord, I just continue to pray over the listener and that they'll follow these four things and be in your word and pray to you and seek wise counsel and just be close to you in this season. If there is any sense of discomfort and that you'll just bring comfort to them. Um, we thank you and we love you. And just for all the things that you do for us, even when we don't, we don't see it or we don't understand. And we praise you and in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. Just for hanging out with us, we want to give you a free gift. Go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie to grab your free quiet time template. This will be your guide during your alone time with Jesus. You'll journal your highs and lows, record your prayers, and you'll be able to express how you feel the Lord is speaking to you every time you spend time with Him. It's extremely helpful if you're needing some guidance on how to find a quiet time routine that works for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss a new episode. You can also catch us at withinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.